Hi everyone, welcome to the lost generation outside of the mainstream. My name is William Hooker. I am a musician, poet, and part of this generation of artists. My goal with this podcast, which is being broadcast on its own YouTube channel and my website, williamhooker.com, is to introduce you to many of the musical artists that are outside of the mainstream and have made important artistic contributions to our culture. I have also interviewed producers of the music and many fans and supporters of this work. My guests are sharing what makes this art form unique and significant. I hope these conversations will inspire you to listen to the music, which may change you and the way you view music, which again is outside of the mainstream. Today we are interviewing dancer and producer Patricia Nicholson Parker. I hope to be airing new interviews on the first of each month. We are presenting these interviews on our own YouTube channel, and we have so many amazing interviews coming up that you will be hearing in the future. This is The Lost Generation Outside of the Mainstream. This is a story that needs to be told. See you next month. I wanna I wanna start by saying this. To your face. You are a phenomenal person. Phenomenal in the sense of phenomenal in the sense of how long you've been doing this. Phenomenal in the sense of of, uh, the results that you've gotten. Phenomenal in the sense of how how your approach is not kowtowed to the forces that we see every day here in New York City and in the world and the integrity you brought to the freeform experimental music that I play and other musicians play. Because it has to be approached with a certain integrity. Yeah. Otherwise, Patricia, I would not have you here. <laughs> I just want it. I just, I just want it. I just want it. All this other stuff. I mean, you, we can find that anywhere. We can find that. Um, I want you to uh, give us in a few sentences who you are and what you've done. <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, just briefly. Because yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I, I basically... What's important to me, and has always been important to me, it was even brought up to be that way somewhat, but it's like not just that way I was brought up. What's important to me is dance, art, justice, Those are really, that's what's important to me. So nothing, success is, I like things to succeed because of the importance of the work. 
not for itself. I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm actually, it doesn't really mean that much unless it, it's connected to something of substance. And the more integrity I can bring to it, and the more integrity I ask of the people that I am surround myself with, I mean, not perfection, because none of us are perfect, but just trying to do great work. Because otherwise, what else are we here for? I mean, we cannot stop the flooding in Houston and in, in all of the, uh, South, South uh, Texas, and we can't stop that. Well, but what can we do? We can't even stop this regime that we're living under. Beautifully said. Exactly, but what we can do is, is, is bring what is good and wholesome and inspiring and joyful and, and changing into the world that we interact with. And so I'm just, I'm just a dancer improviser doing this. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm a strategist. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm always thinking like how to be effective. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. Sure. I mean, I'll just do it. If something has to be done, I'll do it. Because if, that, if it comes to me to do it, then I have to do it. It's like, because I think of everything as our relationship to God and to the people we share this world with. So it's like I have to do what comes to me that is right, that is shining, that's vibrating at a, at a high level. That's what, because that's, and that came to me, that's my job. It's not, it doesn't make me special. It just, it's my job. You know, everyone has their job in this world. You know, and that's, that was the one I got. You know? No, no, just for the record. Tell these people who you are. <laughs> Do you mean my name? Yes, 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 oh, yes. I'm Patricia Nicholson Parker. And I'm the founder of Arts, Art, and Vision Festival. My question to you, take it anywhere you want, because I know, uh, I, I pondered this question. I thought about this question a lot. Um, would you talk about why it is that the Vision Festival attracts so many listeners when other venues and efforts have not done that? I don't really, I, I can give you some answers. Just I don't cool. have yeah. an answer Take it wherever you want. I mean, When I when it began, it, it was like it was a it was it was again a, a message a message I got to do it sort of and uh, and I knew it couldn't fail because it was you know all the bells were ringing in my head about it. it just felt right I knew it couldn't lose you know it just was gonna be it was like gonna happen <laughs> so once you start that then you it, it had it carries that vibration forward. That's one thing. Yes. The other thing is that because 
I keep on I keep on reinventing it because otherwise I'd have gotten bored. Mm-hmm. I can't just do you can't I can't repeat exactly. Although I've been told that I repeat, it's not really true. It just it's but once people get an idea in their mind, it's really hard to dislodge <coughs> it. Mm-hmm. But because it would have been boring to me, and so it's this constant re-looking at it and and trying to make it not more successful, but more truthful, more more beautiful. How do I do that? How do I, um, you know? And if I don't keep it on a certain level, like then the artists won't expect themselves to bring a certain level to it because All there's right. also. Okay. Uh-huh. There's also that, because people think, well, you know, in order to get the gig, I have to do, and every gig has a certain expectation that artists and, you know, are bringing their understanding of the the location being what they should bring to it. Some people, I don't give a shit wherever I go, I do what I do. And other, but a lot of, but a lot of people, there's, even if it's subtle, is an expectation. What is expected is a certain level of uncompromised. Mm-hmm. That's so. In, in there, it's without my saying anything. And I've and I get this from. I'm saying this from the feedback I've received. Yes. Um, they want. They want to do their most. They're pushing themselves on a certain level and. So I feel good about that. Um, that is a place for that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I guess that's really what I care about, actually, is like having a place to do your, to be most in touch with your creative self and that where that's celebrated. And then trying to find the right atmosphere. Also, it's like it's all about and I can't, you know, I can't because we haven't done enough studies. We've done some, you know. I hear you, I hear you yes. But, you know, the, the community gathering element, which is, you could call it networking, but it's really between artists and audience, artists and artists. It's a play, it's a gathering place. That is important to it. It's also really important to me that it's multi-arts because I think that that, keeps opening us up. The more we are opened up, the more we're stretched, the better. Because then we're, when we open up, the spirit comes in. <laughs> right, right. And that spirit works. That's, that's, that's what works. That's what I believe. It's, it's a spirit talk, working through us that, like, you know, it's like the, the Buddhists and, and the scientists also talk about the whole world is vibrating all the time. I mean, it's, that's scientific, actually. And, and so when we talk about vibration, we're not talking like hipster talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm talking about how things vibrate, you know, like, and, and, and the energy we give off and how that changes things. So maybe... We can't, um, like, 
like I said, we can't do much about the regime, but I think we are doing we are doing stuff about it. I think the more consciously and creatively people try to change that vibration and act in their lives as human beings and as and as artists through their yes. their heightened the heightened um, energy that you bring when you play. I mean, it's like I used to say when I when I dance, it felt like it was like a thousand watts, and when I lived, I was like at forty five, <laughs> and it's like. I actually think it's evened out a little bit more. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you in terms of that. Um, would you say that just playing the music or just dancing or exhibiting form, energy through form, those acts themselves are revolutionary? And if, the, and if so, how so? Because by many, by many, they don't see that as just revolutionary. They see that as... Yes they and see, no. You understand? Yeah. Would you, yes and you no. You understand where I'm coming from with that? I do. Yeah. Yes and no. I think context is super important. When you put, when you... Yeah. <laughs> when I, you lock up art in a museum, and that museum becomes not, it's not the very act that it's a museum, but if the museum, it becomes like a place that is basically establishing a, a cultural hierarchy, and it's all about placement and class. I mean, like... Excellent, excellent, yeah. I'm then it loses... The vibration of the art can be really seriously muted or even distorted. And the same thing is true, I mean, where you place it. it, depend, it and it's also if you title it. And it's, it's, the, it's so many things. It's the sincerity, uh, if it's a live thing, and it's a, then the sincerity of the artist and their reason for doing it always not always but there but that helps focus the energy mm -hmm. that makes it strong if you place it where it's going to have the most effect not necessarily for your career always although I have it's this weird relationship between if you're not recognized and people don't recognize you I mean like the, the people you know are very Nervous, I think generally. <laughs> they're, they're very nervous. They want to know that what they're hearing is the right thing. So they look for, like, uh, they used to look to the newspaper to see which one got the stamp of approval, okay. more stamps of approval it got, then they knew it was good. Now it's, it's what, you know, however the media functions. And so people look for that. So as artists, we also need to look for that, not hopefully not just to uh, reassure ourselves, because if you're reassured by a writer, I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> but you still nonetheless have to do why, that. Patricia, but why? Why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? Because I'm at the point, Patricia, where I'm almost not sorry. But just go down with the ball. But I'm saying that I understand what you're saying. 
Yeah. Do you want me to articulate it? I just, yeah, please. You want me to say it out loud? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why is it? Why is that irrelevant? Because. I mean, relevant and irrelevant. Yeah, it's yeah. it's relevant because it helps communicate what you do to the larger world. It's irrelevant because they're just a person who, with their own insecurities, and they usually have a lot that they're bringing to this thing. And you're asking this you know, this person who ha who imagines they have power over your life, and then you give them power over your life by telling by saying, "What do you think?" And it's like, "Oh, they thought I was great." But then, then that is, even if they love you, that's its own trap. Because then, in order to be loved every time, you have to do what they're looking for. And as an artist, you're screwed then. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. An artist has to be pushing themselves and always looking for their their own how to be more open, more pure, more great, more more truth telling in a profound sense. Yeah. One has to disturb the peace. That's right. Has to disturb the peace. Yeah, I I was telling someone if you're not terrified, then you're not really doing it. You're not awake. You're not you're not you're not engaged in your own creation and your own you know, pushing yourself because it is scary stuff. It, I mean, I, there, it's a little like being comfortable walking off a cliff. I like that. I like that. I like that. All right, well, let me ask you this other. What challenges do you think presenters of this music and producers of this music face and what are some of the ways they can overcome them? Because, because my, I'm, I'm asking you that, that question, Patricia, because obviously, and I say again, um, you're a great producer of this music and presenter of this music. And I know you've seen that, and I, I'm asking you because what would you say to those that also are involved in this generation where much of the cultural landscape has been invi invisible for them for so long, and yet it keeps being presented, and yet it keeps being produced. That's that's the reason why I'm asking that question. I mean, how do you work with it? How do well, yeah, I? Yeah. I mm -hmm. Someone was. I was having a discussion with someone the other day about my story, of, and, and I said the reason I was able to do what I did, and the, and the reason it's not more successful financially, I mean, I don't get big funding, is because I was a worker bee. <laughs> and that means that what I did was like, and I'm very stubborn also, so I don't give up, I don't back down. I don't. So I, I would just sit down and get it done. To be successful in the world is about hanging out, engaging with people, mm. talking. And I'm actually, not, I mean, I'm a, a performers are not necessarily extroverts. I'm a performer. I'm not an extrovert. I'm like... 
I'm, you know, as I'm getting older, I get, can fake it better and better, or I can relax into it a little bit more. Um, but I think that the answer to what you're saying is mm -hmm. about, I think that for some reason or other, for one reason and another, other organizers maybe hang out with funders better than I did, but they don't hang out with each other. And they don't, they look, we look at each other, it's sort of like um, dividing conquers a phenomena. Yeah. You know, we're all divided up. We, um, and there's all this fear, there's so much fear. We're in a very fear-based time. It's all that's been encouraged in the last 20 years is fear. Wow, uh -huh. go. Uh -huh. and, and that's like a bad, it's what's, it's what's caused the regime that we're in now, and it's also causes all the, I mean, straight ahead jazz is hates, which means terror is terrified of free jazz. True. And but if you talk to you talk to any free jazz musician that I know, yes, they like the whole thing. It's they really do. Very perceptive. I, I see. It's I see. like and I get because it. they understand their relationship to the whole story. No, no, I don't well, want to put anyone down. No, no, I don't want you. No, then obviously, 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 putting putting somebody down. Nobody's gonna put anybody down. Yeah, because nobody's gonna put anybody down. Obviously. Okay. Really, seriously, I think you know me to an extent. I'm not even gonna let that like. Right. That's really. That's just not even because because when you really think about it, the trials and tribulations we've been through since you were a young person. I was a young person up to now. <laughs> no, well, up to now. I saw your picture when you were a young person yeah, with I your dad. And my, I saw those pictures. And they were beautiful pictures. <laughs> and what I'm saying is a lot has happened in that time. And so because of that, you, we bring a certain maturity and a certain respect of other people that have, have, have given their lives to this. Right. And that deserves respect. And, and, and it's like, and I, but... What I think is the answer is to find commonality. I think it's the answer for the world, and I think it's the answer for this music. It's the same thing. We need to find, we have to base our, what we value on what we actually value, not on the latest, you know, crazy uh, attention-grabbing piece of blankety-blank-blank-blank-blank Art. <laughs> I hear you. No, I hear you. Right. I was, yeah. I was sort of thinking Mark Twain there. One eyed son of a stuffed monkey, and my, you know, those kind of things. That's what it was. Well, those were the blankety blanks. I was, that's a cleaned up version here. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah. Patricia, I'm not going to ask you the other question I've asked many people about individual artists. I know you know so many. I know you've been around so many. Yeah. Don't ask me about it. I've I known, I, right, exactly. I realize that. I realize that. And it's my job to love them. It's part of my job. And by love, I mean, my mother said to me. Yes. 
All you right. don't have to like everyone, but you have to love them. She said that? My mother said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? You don't have to like them, but you have to love them. So what does love then mean? You respect and you, you support what is good in them. You don't have to like all the shit they do, but you have to give respect and support what is good. Mm. I like that. I like that. My mom I, like, I, I like that. I like that. Patricia, thank you so much. One more thing I wanted to say. Please. Actually, because it's, it was it's, based it's, on what you were asking oh, yes. them yeah. about um, accessibility of the music. Okay. And there's what, you know, I've been doing these demonstrations with musicians, and it really. Clarify. What does that entail? What does that entail? Right. The, the artist, the artist for free world. Okay. It's um, we, you get all the musicians they can. I am so I was surprised a little bit and was thrilled that William actually wants to do this because William Parker because it's not William Parker is not this outgoing political in that kind of way person at all. I mean, all of his work has, you know, a lot of it has text, lyrics, titles that sort of indicate it, but yes. he's not the kind of guy who goes to demonstrations or at all. I hear you. I but Larry, what he started going, I guess the first one just to be nice to me. I bet, but I'm not sure. But after that, he loved it. And what happens, so people come, and there's some people come often, um, but what I realized works and the, how they sort of shape up okay. is okay. that the most important thing is the, is the drums. Hmm. And then there's these simple melodies and then there's improvisation. And these are three basic things that work, that communicate to a lot of people. If you have rhythms, everyone likes rhythms. They understand rhythms Organically, they don't. No one has to explain to just get rhythm. That's true. That's true. Right. The same thing is true of a simple melody, hmm. and the same thing is true for the most part. Improvisation. Improvisation. The improvis. When you improvise as a, it becomes clear in the demonstration. I think improvisation is more complex than this, but in the improv, okay. in the in the demonstration aspect, it expresses people's emotion. The melody sort of gives them uh, both grounds it for them, it sure. gives them a way to relate to it, they understand, people understand melody and it, and it can communicate a simple I feeling or idea. But to really express how you feel, you, that that when the when the horns improvise when off, off, when they take off, everyone's everyone's like yeah, and it's like all of a sudden I said free jazz on the streets. A demonstration makes sense to everyone. They, everyone gets it. No one doesn't get it in that context. But it needs. I don't know if they would get it without the rhythm underlying it. And the, and the melody coming in and out. These are things, and I think it's like, it sort of gives me a, 
it gave me a greater respect for those elements. I mean, I always liked them, actually. I thought you did. <laughs> I really always did, but, but uh-huh. you know, I mean, but simple melody and, and rhythms, and they can shift, I mean, but they have to be sure. clear. Sure. And like, people are happy. And it communicates, and it's like, I have to say, it's wow, it's amazing. We, the last demonstration I went to, there happened to be all these young women there. It was like, we were, there was like 20 young women near us. Mm-hmm. They were, by the end, they were all dancing. Well, let me ask I'm you. I'm just saying, right. well, they were well, all let me dancing. Ask you. All right, it was like, let me ask you, you this. Let me ask you this. In terms of this, this generation that I'm speaking about, Patricia, right? Which generation? The I'm talking about the, gen- the generation between, let's say, 65 oh. to 75 year old people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I say that because I say that because I know in my bookshelf, I know all these books, I know all of these DVDs, I know all this stuff about stuff that preceded us. There's a lot of documentation. I mean, more than now, more than more than what happened throughout the '60s, early '70s, '70s. Well, they wrote that out of the history book. <laughs> they made it their business not to include it. What do you mean and by that, that Patricia? Oh. No, I want you to say it because because this is the key. This is the key. If you look in, there's various right. evidential, whatever. There's there's various evidence for this. Please. Um, I there's the most well known one, which was the the documentary on PBS. That there, but then if you go into the colleges, jazz, you mean? Jazz, yes. I remember. And but if you go into the colleges. I know, I won't mention them because no, I, don't, yeah, no, I won't, have to. but there are, but you get penalized for listening. Not only do they not teach you, you get penalized for listening to any free jazz. You get in trouble with your professors. It is, and it's really taught to not like them. You're not, it's not okay. That's like, that's purposeful. And even in schools where, where you have the elders of this music teaching, I don't know, I'm because I haven't been in the institutions to understand how it functions, but I think it's like they don't feel really encouraged to Investigate. No, teach what they did. Or teach the music that fired them up. They have to place it within the, the um, history. Yeah. And so by doing so, in the way that they end up doing it in order to fit in, mm-hmm. they, they didn't really I got you. pass it on. And an example, I think it's like, um, I just heard about... Uh, they. Harvard did this study of mm-hmm. the election, and they explained how that... Tell that them what you're election you're talking about, oh, because I don't know when the, this is done. Right. The Trump, the Trump oh, okay. uh, election with Hillary. Yes, yes, yes. That they, they, how clearly Trump got so much more coverage, and in a way that the media, the, the major media didn't realize they were doing, but it seems, or way maybe they did, but um, but what they didn't realize 
was that they covered in their effort, and this is a little bit interpretation of facts, mm -hmm. this was what I heard on the news, in their effort to be unbiased, they tried to be fair to Trump, and which meant they covered his policies. But in being balanced with Hillary, they covered mostly her scandal, the mail, the emails. So they didn't cover Hillary's, and if you think about it, if you remember your own experience of listening to the news, they didn't really cover her platform. They covered Trump's platform, the wall, the immigration, all that crap. Sure, sure. And in the same, and that, and that was the New York Times and Washington everyone. Post and all those things because they believed that for sure Hillary was going to win. So they were thinking, well, we have to make sure that we looked like we were being fair. And because they were so sure she was going to win, and I, that that's that story. But you're saying we've been written out of we've history been, books purposefully. Yeah, but and that's be, because those people are afraid of their. They want because they don't because the people who wrote the history books don't believe in magic. They don't believe in the art itself because art is not really bebop. Isn't like leagues different from free jazz it's really it's it's all music and it's all vi vibrating and it was there's a clear connection between Fats Waller and and Charlie Parker and you it's all there it's all there and it's like and it's like that same energy that they were playing when they were playing it's not that different but the people who want to copy it and who want to by copy it and formalize it and therefore then own it somehow this living kind of like open in playing with the music within the music that's like scary to them you're trying to make it uncontrollable by them. By those who, and not them, I don't mean like an evil plot exactly. I hear you. No, I hear you. But it's like fear, and fear is, is shit. Fear messes us all up. <laughs> I have no opinions, though, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for your opinions. Thank you for your persistence. <laughs> and thank you for your interpretation of your creative self in terms of what we are doing today and will do tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. In months ahead, you will have the opportunity to hear from many more Lost Generation artists and supporters. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to hear upcoming episodes.